And hello, Reverend Billy here at the Church of Stop Shopping in New York. Welcome. A glance across the glorious 29 upcoming minutes, I would say follow the water. That's right, just follow the water through the whole half hour. We have, first of all, the Hudson River. We have activism against the natural gas companies coming right up here in New York. That's our first song. And then we have the ponds in the mountains of the cloud forests of Costa Rica, where for millions of years the golden toad lived, now extinct from climate change. So we have a song, uh, kind of a monologue, about our performances inside J.P. Morgan Chase Bank, which is our most visited church over the last year by the Church of Stop Shopping. We have a report on the current state of our rivers in 2020 in the news from the natural world with Savitri D, our anchor. But the big showdown, the big finale in our opera is the Amazon River versus the dirtiest retail company in the United States, the Amazon Corporation, with its outpourings, its spewings of carbon dioxide. Remember, the object of all of this is activism for the earth. That's where we've got to end up at the end. And it's a difficult thing to reinvent our activism. But right now, we've got Black Lives Matter. We've got important teachers. Let's go for it. Earthalooyah.
We dress up like extinct animals and sing in a bank and get arrested and go to jail and try to sleep. And then we come home and sleep and get up and dress like extinct animals and get on the subway to another bank where we meet the Stop Shopping singers and go into the lobby and sing, hand out investment information, and then get handcuffed and go to jail, or maybe just the precinct house for a few hours, but maybe the tombs, city jail, up to three days and nights and face the judge again and make some promise or other and go home and get ready to go banking. We shower and then study bank investments and then call other shopping stoppers. And can you believe UPS is bankrolling that Aussie coal? And then we read more extinction reports. And then we dress up like another kind of threatened life. And we go sing in bank lobbies and parking lots and drive through teller windows and bank-sponsored art events and preach inside a circle of faces who are loathing us and giggling stunned with fraud. We hand out information on earth crimes that happen from their money. And we get arrested and handcuffed and go to jail. Or maybe just a warning, in which case we do more research after returning home. And love our loved ones and eat and drink and read and wash and do laundry and put off the bills. And we're exhausted, so we fall asleep and dream of rainforests, prairies, coral reefs we wake up and then we dress up dress up like exchange animals and get on the subway and meet the other singers who are wearing the giant heads of the long gone golden toad or maybe they're covered with threatened honeybees <laughs> we're off to the bank broke but laughing all the way to the bank Hello, I'm Savitri D. Welcome to News from the Natural World. Air pollution disparities are visible from space. Researchers analyzed data collected over several different neighborhoods in Houston, Texas, finding that levels of nitrous dioxide were often concentrated over lower-income minority neighborhoods. Using a spectrometer, to measure nitrogen dioxide levels, researchers analyzed the pollution distribution for patterns related to race, ethnicity, and income levels. Their analysis showed pollution was concentrated in neighborhoods in which low-income, non-white, and Hispanic people lived. A 2019 study revealed that two-thirds of the world's longest rivers are no longer free-flowing. These long rivers, more than 1,000 kilometers or 621 miles long, are blocked by dams and infrastructure. This fragmentation blocks the flow of water and nutrient-carrying sediments to downstream habitats, altering ecosystems and impeding the migration and reproduction of fish and other freshwater species. Freshwater mammal, bird, fish, reptile, and amphibian populations have declined by 83% between 1970 and 2014. Migratory freshwater fish have declined by 76%. Dams and infrastructure are among the major causes of this decline. Large dams have forced 40 to 80 million people from their homes in that same time period. More than 500 dams are nonetheless under construction or planned within protected areas over the next two decades. 
According to scientists, the unprecedented fall in greenhouse gas emissions from lockdowns during the pandemic will do nothing to slow climate change without a lasting switch from fossil fuels. An area of rainforest larger than the city of Sao Paulo was cleared during the month of July, bringing deforestation in the Brazilian Amazon to 9,205 square kilometers over the past 12 months, 34% higher than a year ago, according to official government data. The news comes as the region moves into its peak deforestation and fire season, which typically runs through September. Thousands of students, environmental activists, and residents of Mauritius were working around the clock Sunday, trying to reduce the damage to the Indian Ocean island from an oil spill after a ship ran aground on a coral reef. An estimated one ton of oil from the Japanese ship's cargo of four tons had already escaped into the sea, officials said. Workers were seeking to stop more oil from leaking, but with high winds and rough seas on Sunday, there were reports of new cracks to the ship's hull. The number of murders of people defending the environment reached its highest yet in 2019, with a global total of 212, up from 164 deaths in 2018. On average, four environmentalists were killed a week. Countless more have been threatened, detained, and silenced in attempts by illegal organizations, industry, and governments to stop communities from protecting their land. New Guinea is the planet's most floristically diverse island, reports a comprehensive assessment of vascular plant species published in the journal Nature. The species list, which was compiled by 99 botanists from 56 institutions across 19 countries, verified the identity of over 23,000 plant names from over 704,000 specimens collected from New Guinea since the 1750s. The research concludes New Guinea has 13,634 species of plants. That gives New Guinea, the world's second largest island, the highest plant diversity of any island on Earth. Just five families account for more than a third of plant species on the island, orchids, with 2,856 species, or 21% of the island species are the most diverse. There are 3,962 species of trees in New Guinea, or about four times the number found across all of North America. Thanks for listening. And time for today's message. Amazon is a river. And what a river it is, the biggest river in the world by far. Just a life on the side of this planet. Hundreds of rivers, thousands of indigenous peoples. And that is the stage. That is, that is where the sixth extinction is being performed in the most dramatic way. And so... When we stand on the side of a river, what do we get? What is the gift? Let me ask that question. We're standing on the, on the bank of a river right now. Are you with me? river Louia. Somebody give me a river Louia. All right, here we are. We have a feeling as we look out across that river. The river puts us in a kind of dream, an intuitional, free-associating, we're flowing like the river, aren't we? 
And we're having memories that we haven't had in a long, long time. Remembering people who passed on, feeling the presence of children, and we're thinking of our future. Suddenly we feel bold. We can imagine our new life. A riverbank has been the place of many a dedication to change. Change Alleluia. Well, now, right now, we have to change. And why is that? Because, of course, Amazon the River is under such an attack by Amazon the Corporation. We're in something right now called the Sixth Extinction. The Sixth Extinction is accelerating. Why? Because CO2, nitrous oxide, methane, toxins, greenhouse gases are increasing at such a rate it resembles nothing so much as extinction events in the past that scientists tell us about. When CO2 went up at this rate, 95% of all life passed away. I don't think at this point we should be counting our chickens. <laughs> I think we might very well be among the 95% that becomes composting nourishment for the other 5%. But we're not here to save the earth. We're here to become the earth. I want to talk about a new kind of activism here. We're surrounded by products. We're surrounded by the staunchest, starkest, hardest to deal with fundamentalist church in the United States, and that's capitalist consumerism. Consumerism is the expression, the culture of the economy, which is late-stage capitalism. Those products, they don't have us dreaming, asking questions, wondering, having strange memories and free associations. Let's just call it the questioning of the river. The questioning of the river that puts us in touch with so much we didn't expect to be with. That is not in products. Products, they come up to us and they threaten us. And they say, look, I've got the answer to your worry. I've got the answer to your worry that you won't be young, that you won't be good-looking or powerful or potent or... You won't be as successful as you thought you should be. And here's the answer, buy the product. Yes, and then you spend money you may not have the American way. No, when we become the earth, we draw to ourselves. The river flows through us, and we have in us life that has death in it. In the natural world, and in all rivers, the ecosystem of rivers, there is death in life. It's very close to the life. It's in a cycle, sometimes with certain one-celled animals and insects and so forth. That cycles very fast. The cycle of death and life. Now, the cycle of death and life presents us with unanswerable questions. Because death is just the ultimate mystery. We can't figure it out. Nobody's explained that to us. But the products, they come in and they try to interrupt us. They try to stop us. There's that... Amazon delivery man, delivery woman, here. <laughs> Do you have a question? Do you have a problem? Buy this. Bringing the natural world into our lives is the source of a new kind of activism. And it comes in many forms. I had an experience not far from here in Brooklyn that showed me what I'm trying to explain here today. Earthaluya, here it is. The Black Trans Lives Matter March. Were any of you there? Anybody listening to me 
there at that march. I'm sure it took place in many, many cities. But here it was a march of 20,000 people from the Brooklyn Museum down to the Barclays Center and beyond into downtown Brooklyn. And it was just head spinning that so many people came out of their homes into the hot sun to spend the time honoring, encouraging, thanking the uh, African-American transgender community was there leading the way. Marsha P. Johnson, Sylvia Rivera, we had our memories of, well, so many brave souls that are murdered, that are the most vulnerable people in our culture. But what they gave in their strength, in that vulnerability, they were questioning, they were transitory. They were moving from here to there, holding their lives as they traveled. And in that questioning, that river, that river through identities, making the labels, making the products, making the answers, the bottom lines, the monetized, not complicated, easy to understand, easy to hear the instruction manual kind of thing, but inviting this ecosystem of life, like a river where life is just piled on top of life, and with it, in it, the mystery of death. That gives us the power, people. Earthalluya. Jeff Bezos, the trillionaire, putting 51 million metric tons of CO2 into the air every year. That's calendar year 2019. But that's a million metric tons every week. This is happening right now. This is sin in real time. This is the product in real time. He made his trillion dollars by using the earth as his dump. It's a place he puts his toxins from his huge warehouses that have the energy-intense internet machines, the cloud machines, and his 95 jets and his thousands upon thousands of internal combustion-driven delivery trucks, the CO2 pouring out of that company and going directly into, because he doesn't bear the cost himself, going straight into the earth. This is a murderer. This is an out-of-control gangster, and we're letting him do it because in our capitalist consumerist church, we admire these kinds of gangsters. They won the game. They're, they're successful. We back away. We self-censor. We don't regulate them. We don't tax them. And we don't ask them to stop poisoning the earth. But now we will. And I swear, the natural world will be in us and we will flow, flow, like a river, asking those powerful questions flow right through that corporation. Can't you feel it? Can't you feel it? We'll break through our own fear, our own self-censoring. We'll break through our own fundamentalist church. We'll break through our own answers to get to those questions, to, to take those questions into our bodies. We have that power. We won't save the earth, but we can become the earth. And evolution, this struggle, this conscious living being, she's struggling, evolving through us, trying to find a way through us. She's communicating to us 
We just had a pandemic across this country, and on the East Coast, we just had a hurricane, and on the West Coast, we had a big wildfire in California. Disaster upon disaster upon disaster. These are mysterious questions. This is the overflowing of the riverbank by the river, trying to get us involved again in being a part of the earth. We can do it. And in this will be a new kind of very, very powerful activism. Like the young people that sang, keep your eyes on the prize, and clapping and singing as they were pushed into paddy wagons in the civil rights movement, pushed into the darkness of jails as youngsters by the racists. But they kept singing, they kept flowing. They flowed right back out again and flowed back into our lives. Amen? We have right now the example of Christian Smalls with his friends from the Amazon company in Staten Island. I'm going to turn you over now to people who flowed through that distribution center in late March when we were just approaching the peak, when we were just getting up to 1,000 people dying every day. The Amazon company was not organizing in any way their workers to be safe. And people, because they don't have a union, because they had to make money, they came to work sick. And Chris and his friends started organizing people. He's a supervisor there. He'll tell you the story. They are new leaders for us. I'm so glad that we were there at that rally in front of Jeff Bezos's mansion at 212 Fifth Avenue this Sunday in Salvatore D. Recorded Chris talking to us, telling us his story. Earth hallelujah, everyone. It would be inhumane for me to go home, sit on my bed in my room, knowing my workers are at work every day, not knowing the truth. That's inhumane. That's insanity. I, I couldn't do that. I sat home. I did take some time off. I said, you know, let me think about this. What am I going to do? Am I going to stay home, be broke, go to work, get sick, go to work and fight? I sent out emails, Governor Cuomo, uh, the health department, Mayor de Blasio's office. I sent out emails to the CDC, the health department. No response. New York's an epic center. Nobody's getting back to me. I go to work. March 24th. First thing I noticed, my colleague who I work hand in hand, she was sick. Her name was Barbara. Eyes bloodshot red, puffy. She had a mask on that day. She's wearing a mask, and I looked at her, and I'm like, you look sick. You shouldn't be here. She agreed. She said, I just went for testing last night. You know how hard it is to get a test during the middle of the, the pandemic epicenter? You couldn't get one. In order for you to get one, you had to have been showing severe symptoms at that time. So let's talk about that. She got the test. Why does Amazon policy allow workers to come to work sick? That's the real question. The money. You don't profit billions of dollars by keeping workers home. They're telling us to come to work no matter how we feel. No matter how we look. If you get a test or if you don't feel good, stay home. But people need their money. They need their job. She came to work. Not knowing her results, she put my entire department at risk, my employees. 
They used to work under me. She put them at risk. I knew something was wrong. Two hours later, from the time I sent Barbara home, that was 9 o'clock in the morning on March 24th. Two hours later, we have a manager safe meeting. Supervisors, I'm not a manager, but I'm a supervisor that assistant manager. We are allowed in those meetings. Me, a few others, went to this meeting. In this meeting, we were told not to tell my employees. Don't tell them that somebody tested positive over a week ago. That was the last time I worked for Amazon. devastation they privatize the nickel dime our lives what gas me to survive the worldwide plantation our water air land homes job food schools and books who snuck and took it the wall street did, picking our bones and our scabs just like a vulture while spreading the scourge of global monoculture because they want you a consumer jason in a stupor apathetic sedated and politically neutered or you can be a real citizen. Bring your dreams into the streets and stand for all that you believe. Thank you for being with us here in our Secular Earth Church. Everybody, I hope your river really flows. And I'd like to thank some of the people who made this possible. The Stop Shopping Choir, On the River, composers and singers, Laura Newman, Nehemiah Luckett, Savitri D, and myself are the writers of the words. On the Extinct Animals Off to the Bank song, that would be our Fiery Eagles of Justice. Jason Candler, who is the producer of this radio show, Brendan Burke on drums, and Nehemiah Luckett on the keyboards. The words are mine, the, and I'm on the vocals. Savitri D., the director of the entire church, the director of our activities. You are the wonderful anchor of the news from the not-so-wonderful, hurting, in fact, tragic natural world. Our sermon, lots of people to thank there. Today I'd like to thank 
my teacher, Sydney Lanier. Thank you, Sydney. Christian Smalls. Chris, amazing hosting job there and storytelling job. There at the rally in front of Jeff Bezos' mansion at uh, 212 Fifth Avenue. Thank you for your work. The Congress of Essential Workers will want to work with you again. I want to thank the Pantheon Podcasts for distributing us out to the world. 50 different networks. Thank you for bringing our unusual radical message to lots of folks. And we want to send out a thank you to the Neil Young Archives. This is a community of online artists and journalists who helped us develop the Reverend Billy Radio over the last couple years. Thank you so much, Neil. And so, signing off, wishing you the very best. Life hallelujah.